0: come and go and I'm forever grateful come and tell me long and slow exactly what I wait for better times yeah better times somehow I don't believe it I built a house up long ago just to believe it alright welcome back to Rooster Road Trip number 14 2023's Hunting the Heartland edition. It, if you're keeping track at home, this is day three, episode two. So we'll fill in the gaps, but let, let's set the scene. Andrew and I are on one of the larger couches I've ever seen. Uh, for, hold on. Forget the couch. Do you see what's behind me? Right I, 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 I was I lean- making my way to that. Uh, what uh, is I, it? I,
1: I, I, had, I, I couldn't resist. Just bring it up. This is a, an authentic beaver pelt and i'm in love with it so i think every house needs a beaver pelt (laughs) draped over
0: their couch so andrew's lounging on a beaver pelt i'm on the other end of the largest couch in the world (laughs) we're looking at uh, a couple of co-workers josh Diven, erica Diven, both been on the podcast relatively recently you're you're kind of in the witness protection program from my point of view right now your faces are sort of dark <laughs> a little back lip. <laughs> because uh, it's it's midday on the Iowa opener so we got light the afternoon light coming through but there is no daylight there are, there is no sunshine put it that way we have a snowstorm happening andrew why are why are we doing a podcast during a snowstorm? We should be out hunting.
1: That's uh, what I was just saying. Um, so, spoiler alert: we're we're already done for the day. Um, but I was I was out front uh, feeding the dog, and I kind of, I looked over at Nate, and the snow was just beginning to really come down. And I'm like, kind of makes a guy want to go hunting again, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: How many times have listeners heard us on the podcast? No matter what's going on, the first snow of the season take the day off get out there enjoy it we're in iowa it's the opener we're we've had a great morning but our limits aren't filled but this is how dedicated we are to the podcast
1: <laughs> well it's it's not only the podcast but it's also the uh four hour ish drive we, we had to have, have ahead of us that for is tomorrow's hunt So this
0: is the uh um in terms of days it's kind of the, it is the midway point for us on rooster road trip and um so we do have four-hour drive today, and then another four-hour drive tomorrow, and it's a road trip. It's a grind. It's a grind. So we're gonna we're gonna recap days two um, and days three, or day two and day three. Um, and excited to be joined by um, Erica and Josh. And for folks that haven't heard you, Erica, I think you most recently were on the the Shields yep. um, podcast, and Josh, we did the. Um, great great plains podcast yeah because i had i was like gosh i should have had you with north dakota (laughs) south dakota and minnesota for previewing the hunting season because iowa's forecast was so similar to those states but i had slipped you into missouri nebraska kansas oklahoma and that was just sort of it was different than the rest of the states. I felt a little out of place, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially the fact that you're three miles away from uh, <laughs> from Minnesota, exactly. give or take. <laughs> um, just give us a, a your titles, what you do for a living, Erica.
2: Yeah, I'm our Corporate Partnerships and Product Development Coordinator, so I work a lot with our team, a lot of our partners, assorting the merchandise into the store. I work, obviously, a ton with Shields, um, with the PF&QF store, Yeah.
0: And you're a biologist.
2: Yes, came to the organization as first as a volunteer, then as a biologist. Was a regional rep for a little bit, and now I wear the hat I currently wear. So I've had kind of a fun journey to get where I am today.
0: And Andrew and I last night were trying to recall how many rooster road trips you were on, and we debated three or four. And you're raising this is your my hand third. three. Yep. Okay, so which ones have you been on?
2: When I was the rep in South Dakota, I joined for a few days there, and then last year um, when we were in Montana, and then this year.
0: See, you play bigger. You play like you've been on four already. Oh, I appreciate (laughs) that. Thank you. (laughs) And this is Oaks second, right? Because you didn't have Oak the first time. Correct. Right. Okay. Uh, Josh, give us a little bit of an overview of your background. Sure. Uh,
3: Well state coordinator for pheasants forever quail forever here in the great state of iowa um been in that capacity for a little over two years um prior to that i think i've held almost every field position that iowa pf has offered so it's probably I, a record <clears throat> honestly in the organization <clears throat> <laughs> and, so yeah i started as a farm bill uh, wildlife biologist uh, right out after iowa state uh Saw the position post. I'm like, oh my god, that job is what I need to be doing. Hmm. And brought me back uh, to the part of the state that I grew up in. Um, even though I maybe wasn't sure that I was ready to do make that leap yet, but but I did. Um, farm bill biologist for six years, and let me see. Then it was uh, senior farm bill biologist, coordinating wildlife biologists, precision egg and conservation specialist. Oh, I
0: right. I forgot you were a precision egg specialist. Yep.
3: Yep, and now, yeah, state coordinator. Huh. So I get to work with uh, all the staff in the state of Iowa and all the programs we have here and, you know, all of our almost 100 chapters.
0: And all the partners too, right? And,
3: yep, all the partners.
0: Iowa DNR and NRCS. And, so you yeah. don't have anything going on. Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but does that mean you get to take credit for the phenomenal, like, rebound in Iowa bird
1: numbers here this year? Or like, I mean, I'll, I'll absorb you're a you're little bit of part, You're part of it. <laughs> yeah. You're part of yeah. it. All right so
0: so we've alluded to the rebound what is the rebound yeah i mean we were after last winter
3: i think i certainly wasn't alone in being a little bit worried about where we were going to stand you know at this point here today on the opener because uh, we had a you know north central northwest had you know kind of an epic terrible winter i mean it's you know some of those days where it was three four days in a row uh, 35 below zero it's like i don't think anything's going to survive this winter and um man they're resilient birds Mm -hmm. wildlife is resilient but uh yeah so fast forward you know past that and we ended up having just perfect nesting conditions this spring which in this part of the state means that you know we're dry so a lot of people are talking about drought being problematic we talked about that Mm -hmm. on that in that issue as well and dry in iowa you know usually means that pheasants have better nesting success and that's we had a, a perfect nesting season um and roadside counts came in in august 15 percent up um you know and, and a lot of the state is in good to excellent uh for pheasants this year and i think we got a sneak peek of here that. we got a sneak peek
0: <laughs> i'm getting there um you guys are uh, well, I, I'm gonna go love story on this. Oh boy! <laughs> so we don't have to. We're on, Andrew and I are on the couch. You're you're in chairs, so you don't have to go too deep. <laughs> so, but tell us, um, you know, tell us a little bit about um, you guys being married couple working for the organization
2: yeah it's fun we never stop talking about work that's for sure (laughs) (laughs) is that good or bad it's good no (laughs) we volunteer on the local chapter together and yeah have have a lot to talk about obviously so
3: yeah we get to bounce some pretty you know crazy work ideas off of each other coming from totally different departments and
0: yeah two completely different ends of the spectrum yep uh, within the organization, Erica's part of the marketing communications department. You're part of conservation operations. You share a biology degree. Mm-hmm. I mean, you both have your own, <laughs> yeah. but you share that in common. <laughs> yep. So it, 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 when you are at the kitchen table talking, is it, are you talking biology? Are you talking organization? Are you talking, what are you talking about? It's all over the board. Is I
3: would, it? Yeah. It's probably more organizational things than just biology yeah and food. I, I miss food i miss too, i miss the biology a lot though um I'm farther removed from that than i probably would you know like to be but that's that's how that kind of every stuff works.
0: single biologist my brother included works for the u.s forest service every single biologist always says that i'm further away from the biology than i want to be I get this sense that every biologist wishes that they were out in the stream behind us, like sampling the water and looking for what minnows are in there, picking beetles off the milkweed. Is that what you mean when you say you're further away from the biology? You're not in the field doing um, hands-on work?
3: Yeah, I mean, my my hands most frequently are on uh, budgets, agreements, contracts, contracts. Partnerships. Part, yeah, partnerships, the the, ad, the administrative side of things anymore. But like you described, it's being out in the field. It's getting your boots dirty, your hands dirty, mm-hmm. uh, out in the middle of the habitat.
0: You should take solace in knowing, though, like Andrew mentioned, you know, can you take credit for the rebound in bird numbers? The partnerships, the pollinator habitat, the brood cover, the winter cover, the nesting cover – that doesn't happen without a person like you in your position, right?
3: Yeah. I mean, it definitely takes uh, someone making sure that, you know, all those partnerships are strong and we're in alignment on what the strategies are. And, you know, someone's got to do some of those things, the yeah. time cards, the expenses, the budgets, it's not all glory work, but yeah, I guess I definitely appreciate that. Uh, I'm still a part of that and the team itself collectively, you know, is, is the ones that are really, putting habitat on the ground and i that makes me you know feel warm and fuzzy
2: when i when i look back to being a biologist it was almost like kind of like instant gratification because you're out there you know as one of our farm bill biologists working with landowners you get to help them meet their goals on their property you get to see that habitat established and then you get to see wildlife out there Mm -hmm. so it's like you get to help them build this thing that's like really cool and really gratifying but like Obviously, as you move up in the organization, you're doing that. It's just a little bit indirect. You're still, those results are still there. We're still doing a ton of habitat as an organization. It's just, you're delivering a little bit different
0: capacity. So speaking of biology, and this is going to be a really weird transition (laughs) because I didn't know, I didn't know how I was going to go here, but I'm going to bring up the birds and the bees. (laughs) <laughs> and the fact, Erica, that <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, that you are pregnant. Yeah. Yep. So tell us about being pregnant on the Rooster Road Trip.
2: Yeah. Um, well, obviously, I've never done it before. This is <laughs> <the> <laughs> fir- fir- first child. How far um, along are you? Uh, five and a half months. So in the second trimester, I feel like it was a sweet spot, honestly, for a road trip to follow uh, or to fall into. Um, just, I mean, I'm feeling great and really not slowing me down out there too much. So I'm really thankful for that. I know it could be a lot
0: different, but. Really not slowing you down too much. I mean, Captain Ob, that, (laughs) I have been absolutely floored that you have not missed a step. Like you're busting cattails, you're, you're taking the outside walk. Like it, it doesn't seem that, um, it slowed you down at all.
2: I appreciate that. No, I'm trying. I, I feel great. So very, very, very thankful.
0: It's like, you know, she
3: she only is able to walk like what, every quarter mile. You just need a snack.
2: Yeah, right? I'm <laughs> fueled by snacks. That's really it. Yeah. What okay.
0: is the key snack for you on oh, uh, a rooster road trip being pregnant? <sighs>
2: I have a whole cooler. I mean, Andrew, you've seen a little sneak peek at this. I prepared an entire cooler of snacks for myself just to be prepared. It's been um, chocolate chip muffins so Mm. far. Just every time I hop in the vehicle, I pop one of those and I'm good to go. So, Yeah, you
1: got an extremely impressive array of uh, foods to choose from as we were at the American in Jackson a couple days ago. And I'm just like... (laughs) wondering i don't know if i should eat what is actually being provided to me it seems like it'd be detrimental to my health and i look over there erica's got her own little like buffet lined out and it's
3: like oh you are crushing it mm. you're gonna be a good mom oh. you got you got this <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: thank you uh,
3: yeah when i i asked if i could help her pack you know she was getting ready to, to go and she's like yeah absolutely and that meant go grab the cutting board and i'm <laughs> I'm prepping pineapple, uh, kiwis, raspberries. What <laughs> else? It was like, yeah, that's not what I was expecting I help get,
2: with, but I gotta get my fruit in. Yeah,
0: is, is that the way you normally eat, or is that a craving?
2: No, uh, I really haven't had too many crazy hmm. cravings, but just trying to eat as healthy as I can. Obviously, it's good fuel for the mm-hmm. for the field too. But yeah, that's. Are you surprised
0: at how easily you're doing this?
2: I think so. I honestly thought. Just, like, you know, the first day we had a 10-mile day. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it would slow me down a lot more. But, I mean, yeah, I've been feeling great.
0: So. Yeah, kudos to you. You are absolutely crushing it. <laughs> oh, you. Yeah, yeah it, it's really cool. It's really impressive. Thank you for, like, being comfortable doing this. Heck, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's really... People should be listening, and, and hell yeah, you go. It's, it's really, really impressive.
2: Thank you. No, I appreciate being here for sure.
0: I just love how you,
1: you broke the news to, to me personally, <laughs> because you gave me a warning. You're like, you're going to see something on social media. Don't freak out. Don't freak <laughs> out. Don't freak out. I am going on that road trip. We're like, Don't even
3: do don't even
0: think otherwise. Right. <laughs> it's like, you're,
3: hell yeah, you're in.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. It, and it's really it's really cool you're doing this. Congratulations to both of you. Thank you. Um, Thank you. It's, it's going to be fun um, having a little one in this neck of the woods because you guys For sure. have uh, a beautiful area, which we get to experience. Before we go to Iowa, let's backtrack a little bit. We'll talk about um, day two, which we finished up in Minnesota. Before I go there, I want to shout out to our, our sponsors, uh, for Rooster Road Trip, bringing in funding to make this happen so we can create more public lands and also improve the public lands that are out there by doing habitat restoration work in partnership with uh, some of the states that, uh, that we're traveling through on this year's Rooster Road Trip, in fact. So shout-out to Browning supplying all the shotguns and um, apparel, Federal premium ammunition for the shotgun shells. Ruffling kennels where all of our pups are safe and comfortable. Apple Autos supplying the Rooster Road Trip truck. Sound gear hearing protection, keeping us able to hear all all of our partners in the field. Garmin e-collars, Garmin watches, all sorts of electronic devices. Yeti coolers, icing down... Well, I'm going to tease it. Nine, nine roosters right now. Um, Irish Setter Boots and Leupold Optics. So thank you to all nine sponsors of Rooster Road Trip. All right. Um, day two was dramatically different in Minnesota than day one, Andrew. Uh, give us your point of view on day two in south Centralish Minnesota.
1: Yeah, so we can bring up the number nine again because where we, we last left you, you fine listeners, we were uh, all riding the highway of, of uh, nine birds in the bag on our first day in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. We were talking to Will and Chance, and it was clear that we were just going to have a slam dunk every single day because that's what happens <laughs> during the road trip historically. Um, nope, that's some thick sarcasm com- coming through, folks. Uh, we woke up to – well, the first day we woke up to fog, and we felt like we were in the Pacific Northwest, then we skipped a couple seasons, and suddenly it was it was winter, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of how cold it was, and that wind was no joke. And it wasn't so much the cold that was the issue the second day; it was the wind. Yeah. Um, temperatures were about 31 ish degrees, but then with the wind, the the feels like was down to 19, um, and we just didn't have any time to adjust to it. And so we were just Okay, I'll speak for myself. I was a baby because
0: well, I, I, you, <laughs> you, know, like, you and I, I
2: can't feel my fingers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you and I love cross country skiing. Oh, January, I love the Bring the water, snow. You know, I I winter camp. Negative I, I, fifteen, no big deal. I'm but fine this with was it. like in a flip of the switch where it was like seventy degrees one day, yep, and then the next day it was a wind chill of teens, and my blood has not acclimated to that yet.
1: No, yeah, we just didn't have a chance, but uh, we we went for it, um, and the the first property we rolled up to, um, because we are kind of just throwing a dart at at the wall here and seeing where we're going to end up, um, and you just kind of got to pull the trigger and go for it, and we rolled up to 180 acre-ish WPA, and it looked like really good grass. Mm Mm-hmm. But when you saw the wind just whipping through it, there wasn't a lot of, like, topography. There wasn't a lot of breaks in terms of, like, different types of, of, like, like, habitat types, if you will. And so, like, when you have a sea of just, like, a monoculture of grass, even if it's, like, it's good grass Mm -hmm. you can just imagine birds running circles around you and like everybody getting lost the group being 300 yards apart from each (laughs) other because everyone starts drifting around and the wind just kind of spins everything out of control and before you know it three hours passes and you all hit the end of the field and you're like what happened Yeah. (laughs) yeah and that's what I was trying to avoid so I made us leave I was like nope we're gonna go check out a different place uh we went further north and Uh, Logan had, had hunted a property up there beforehand. And so he's like, let's go check that out. And you know, it's, it's Minnesota and we're, we're still close to our opener and we were beat out. Mm -hmm. And so there were, there, there was a guy unloading a lab and a vishla that looked like a really nice looking piece. And then we went further up and there was uh, a gentleman, I believe from Wisconsin who was just uh, letting his lab out. It's like, oh no, we're going to get stuck. Like we're going to end up like a ping pong ball just trying to try and find a home here yeah and so we immediately pivoted back and went back to the field that we just said no i don't want to hunt you uh and it's like no please take me back i'm sorry i didn't mean it (laughs) we'll we'll hunt you it's fine do you normally have these conversations with properties you don't (laughs) (laughs) um but to to, to get away from the huge swath of grass i I stuck us in between uh on the far east side in between the road and some cattails. Just Mm -hmm. trying to contain it. And part of the reason I wanted to do that was because my wife and one of her friends had actually hunted down that area the previous weekend. And I am not going to apologize for taking advantage of a home game (laughs) in terms of, like, I know some of these spots. People we know know some of these spots. Take what you know and Mm -hmm. run with it. Um, And she was like, you know, there's a tiny little spot up in this corner. It's not going to look like much, but we actually kicked a few birds out of there. And... Me being like the loving husband that listens to everything my wife says, especially about hunting, I was like, "Absolutely!" I was like, "Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll see, we'll see, whatever." Um, we drove past. I was like, "Yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know." Um, but anyway, we we walked that stretch, kicked up a couple of birds, super wild. I mean, that's what happens when it's windy. Like, you don't even have a chance. The dogs can't smell anything. It's just kind of a lost cause. But then uh, Lexi and I did go and check out that that tiny little 23 acre 23 acre-ish. 23 acre wpa but i would say only half of that was even walkable because mm. it was all like kind of cattail water and sure enough like lexi had a rooster get up within 10 yards of her it was like in the, it was like right in the center of some conifers it was a bowl it was just no wind suddenly it felt like it was 50 degrees and the wife was right one hundred percent, Allie. I know you're out there. I love you. You were right. I know you're out you, you, there. <laughs> you, you, you know what you're doing. Like, thank you. For, thank you for that setup. Um, that one was one hundred percent you. Um, I
0: think I've seen Allie shoot more birds than you have. You have <laughs> because
1: she's she actually has shot more grouse than me, and I will fully admit to that. She's she's got the grouse woods. I know you're out and... there, Allie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we, we miss we missed that bird. Uh, mm. uh, Lexi got a shot off, um, but it. it kept on flying which is unfortunate um i almost stepped on a doe which was the closest i've ever been to a living deer uh in my (laughs) life so that was exciting enough um but long story short we then uh, left that property went up to a thousand acre wpa Mm -hmm. um but it did have cut corn on one of the sides Mm -hmm. and we're like yeah let's let's give it a go we've got the dog power we've got you know, the, the legs, we've got the five month, you know, pregnant woman, (laughs) um, we got this. (laughs) Um, and, uh, we, we did. I mean, we I thought we, we hunted it fairly well and we got to the, the back side, and all of a sudden, like, the dogs got really pointy and we couldn't figure it out because they're really pointy. Yeah. Like, well, you know, it's like, it's like, so, so, like so, there are a few dogs in our group that I will call pointy. Like, like some dogs lock up easier <laughs> than others. Uh-huh. This was one of those sections where, like, it was just like a lot of kind of like point, mm, uh, nothing there. point. Yeah. Nah, nah, yeah. But, it, but it wasn't like relocating on a running rooster because sure. that's Fair like enough. a different, yeah. like, look. Like, this yeah. is just. The dogs are just kind of like figuring something out. And to your credit, when we rolled up to this property, you're like, I'm gonna shoot a woodcock out of, out of this property. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, You're okay. That doesn't make sense in my brain. But but sure, well why not? He's, he's a youper, like he's he in can a feel different it in place. His bones, yeah. yeah, it's fine. And and sure enough, the There were two doodles. There were two doodles. And the first doodle got up. It uh I was probably furthest away from all the doodle action. But I had set myself up in a window in like these little tr- in this little tree area just to see what popped out the back end. Mm. Well, the first one went screaming right across my face, and I don't get a lot of chances at you know right to left thirty yard doodle shots. Like it just it's not. <laughs> it what was you, more open than yeah, a normal yeah, doodle it's not shot. Not what you get in the mm-hmm. Northwoods. Uh, so I whiffed on that. And then, but sure enough, the dogs or someone, I don't know, like put up another one.
0: I think it was Tika.
1: Yep. And Erica was right to my right. And then luckily she was there to, to clean bat, or, or yeah, to, to do that bat, bat
0: cleanup. I'll, I'll leave the baseball now. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to speak your language. It's your audience. It's, it's not my thing. I'm a football guy. Um, But <laughs> we,
1: we both took a crack at it again, like mm-hmm. almost a 30, 40 yard shot. We're both shooting steal like three or Mm -hmm. fours at a target that's like smaller than a softball Mm -hmm. maybe i could have said baseball there for you it would have been Um, been
0: better the beak is a lot as long as a softball but yeah they're size of a baseball
1: so but by some miracle it we hit it and but it it went down maybe 50 yards further Mm -hmm. and uh, i don't know something about dropping the doodle in prairie country that's just like how are we going to find this thing? Exactly. Um, like, why, why don't you walk us through that? Cause you're the one who ended up finding it.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, I was just first surprised to see it. So I was like, for, it took me three seconds to be like, what in the world is this? And, and obviously eventually pulled my gun up and shot too. But um, yeah, the, all the birds were over there, right. Right. On that conifer line, kind of where it transitioned to grass and Oak was getting real birdie in a certain spot and would run into the trees and look for it and come back out empty handed. And, um just kept, kept kept coming back to this one spot and getting really birdy and eventually i just looked down and there was the hmm. doodle so i was the bird dog i guess <laughs> on that retrieve but. so
0: as folks are listening to this it, this episode's coming out in november i want to clarify that it is late october doodles are still open right as we're hunting them they're open statewide in the state of minnesota um, and i had been hunting them all weekend prior to this um, because I knew I was going on Rooster Road Trip, and I, I love Woodcock, right? You know <laughs> yes. this about I absolutely love timberdoodles. And all weekend prior to Rooster Road Trip, I went into the Northwoods, and they are thick. Well, as I'm <laughs> recording this, they were thick. We're coming up on a, a, a full moon, and we've got a uh, change in the weather. And I was, you know, 40 to 60-point days. On Woodcock in the north woods and and so when we rolled up to this, I was like, "Well, I know they're moving, and I have um the Captain Billy and I, who I do k fan with um pretty frequently um the first two weeks of pheasant season in western Minnesota, we will roll up to these spots that are predominantly prairie, but there's these little willow patches, and that's what this spot was in southern Minnesota. She's like, there's some willow patches around here that were just bright yellow. And that's where we, I got out of the truck. I was like, I'm, I'm going to get a, the first doodle on a rooster road trip ever. And it's going to happen right here. And I was close because that doodle almost impaled my forehead <laughs> 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 and then and then zoomed out and went down the line. So I'm glad you guys got, uh, got the first doodle on the, on the rooster road trip ever because those things are just so underappreciated. Mm-hmm. I just think they're the coolest bird. Um, so, and they're great to eat, no matter what anybody tells you.
1: Tasty little alien birds. That's yeah. what they are. Um, but, yeah, so first doodle of the Rooster Road Trip ever. We've had ducks before, plenty of pheasants, sharpies, quail, but definitely. Huns. yeah, but definitely the, the first doodle. Um, Push our way back out of that, that giant 1,000-acre WPA, and uh, basically I, I, I pulled the plug on it. It was just it kind of – I think everybody knows it when the day feels lost in terms of it's just the dogs aren't finding anything it's we have a big week ahead of us. Day one was great. We had super high hopes for for day two or day three in terms of um you know an, an Iowa opener. We saw some snow in the forecast um you know, well, let, we also
0: had a couple hours to drive, and we knew because it was the opener so as we transition here. It meant we weren't going to get a lot of sleep
1: no um so again we're, we're trying to win the war here not the battles um this is definitely a, a marathon uh just trying to keep the dogs in, in you know decent condition and and people as well so uh we made a strategic call uh ended the day a little early got down to iowa because uh i don't know what your hotel room was like uh but we had 4:30 a.m alarms uh, in, in ours. Uh, so it was a very early day today because uh, we knew the Orange Army would be out in force. Josh and Erica had warned us of this and they had one heck of a game plan. <laughs> um, and I was getting texts from, from them last night. It's like, this is a well orchestrated military operation. <laughs> it's just going to be like, ladies and gentlemen, we got them. <laughs> it's just <laughs> like, holy cow. Like, this is, this is going to be so fun. Um and i 'll stop there
0: well that 's perfect transition we 'll we'll go to Josh because this is kind of you know y- y- backyard of where you've grown up, and um, you kind of put a game plan in play for the iowa opener so our alarms went off at four <laughs> thirty <laughs> <laughs> and just for listeners we couldn't start hunting till eight, and we didn't have that far to drive uh-huh. so we had uh, we had a property um scouted out um close to to where you live and you you both have a opener tradition take us through your tradition
3: yeah i mean uh at least you had a four thirty alarm i i think i got up at 3 35 did you really oh, not a <laughs> lot al- no, no alarm just like popped Wh- up wide awake and then i'm just like oh.
0: were you thinking about going duck hunting
3: <laughs> i should have been yeah should there were been. a lot of ducks uh but yeah i just as I'm laying there, trying to get back to sleep, I'm like, oh, it's not going to happen. And I, I don't think I got much sleep between 3.30 and mm-hmm. I think our alarms officially went off at 4.45. 4.45. Yeah. And we were even closer uh, mm-hmm. than you guys. But, yeah, I mean, uh, I'd say since, you know, starting with PF and getting moved back up to this part of the world, um, I've always hit the same the same property. It's It's just kind of turned into and again i again grew up close to this part of the world but i just love going to this spot and i'm kind of a i i fall into like the trap of uh liking to hunt something that's familiar i guess (laughs) you know you hunt it over and over again and you just like i know what the cover is in different spots i know how the birds behave and it just kind of like before i you know kind of without intention i'm like i kind of knew what i'm doing on the opener it's like oh i just i already so i didn't have to worry about where i'm going to go like i just I'm going to this spot. And, yeah, we have been doing that for years now at this point. And I yeah. guess yeah, it's one less thing to worry about. Um, you know, you got got to find all your pheasant hunt stuff, get ready, but we know where we're going one way or the other.
0: And it adds some mem- a layer of memories every year, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, for sure. Always going to the same. We pretty much always go to the same parking lot, start there, and yep. get there about the same time, About usually about 6.15, sit there and drink our coffee and read the pf journal and,
0: <laughs> and then, as
2: as kind of cheesy as that sounds that's literally what we do I, uh, like it, i did this
0: when you told us that i was like it sounds on.
2: so cheesy but like we're so busy all the time you don't we don't have enough time to sit down and like just read the journal mm. so it's like a perfect opportunity to just sit down and see what's up we've got hours to to spend and yep mm.
3: and then you know a lot of the time you get that we get there yeah about that six fifteen ish and then i'd say 90 percent of the time. We don't see another vehicle then for like an hour. So hmm. like, ah, oh, could have had that hour back. Right. In bed. You know, but as soon as you. Take quit. it for granted. Yeah, as soon as you quit yep. coming that early, you're going to pull up and someone's going to be there. So
2: We should do the Andrew and take a nap in the truck. They got a That's little a nap to do in this morning.
3: Oh, yeah. You got to take advantage of that.
1: I mean, you'll, you'll figure this out. Like, as myself as, like, a young father, like, I, I know if I can squeeze in a nap, I'm taking a damn nap. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: but, yeah, it's been – it's a fun thing for us to do. And, you know, because of farming, uh, my dad and brother – farm together and i i i get to help them and earlier in the farming you know when harvest starts it's it's a it's a get to and then as as it gets to be this time of the year and later it's kind of like i kind of feel obligated to have to because i'm like ah, i can think a couple other things i'd like to do this weekend and so it always kinds of works out that uh, for the opener a lot lots of times you know i can i can negotiate like a few hours mm. of, of being away from the farm operation for the opener um, and then hit that spot. And then a lot of times we got to, I got to cut, cut away and go back to the field. And
0: Hmm. How many times do you drag by that spot in a year? Countless. Hundreds. hundreds. Just checking up on it.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, that's, it's kind of a natural spot between some of the spots we go anyway. So there's that, but then yeah, leading up, To the opener, it's just seeing what fields are out, what fields aren't out, how that's going to maybe dictate what part of it we hit. Mm. Uh, Well,
2: even during the summer, we're always doing like an impromptu kind of like bird route that mm -hmm, we drive, mm -hmm. and that's always part of it around that piece and around some other stuff that we hunt. So we're kind of always just checking up on it, seeing what the bird numbers are like.
3: Yeah, we literally use uh, you know Onyx to lay out our equivalent kind of August roadside count that Mm -hmm. we'll go and we'll take records and erica will bring her camera and try and get some photos out of it it's just yeah it's a part of the world we like a lot it
0: it it is it's special to visit those places i I think about like just driving by like i like seeing open water every day I i don't i grew up near lake michigan and just drive by and seeing a big body of water and then go home it just sort of I don't know why I can't explain it other than it just feels comfortable. And I get the sense that, you know, out here it's driving by this particular wildlife area, public land, um, looking at the wetlands, seeing if there's ducks on it, see if you see a brood of pheasants. It's like a little out of the way, maybe, maybe a little extra, a couple miles. But you're like, yeah, I just checking up on things Mm -hmm. makes me feel good. Yep. For sure. Hmm. All right, so we've had our coffee. We've read the Pheasants Forever Journal. We uh, go to the back. We get Oak out of the kennel. Now let's let's walk through the play-by-play of uh, the Iowa opener. So take us take us through from your perspective, Josh, as you're heading into the field with probably more people than you're used to on your Iowa opener. How are things going um, as we leave the truck? Sure. Yeah.
3: I mean absolutely most of the time it's just you know erica and i and that you hunt different with just two people or Mm -hmm. even by yourself than you do with a group you know so it's like ah man i'm trying to figure out like you know i know i know what these paths look like that i would take if it was just us but it's Mm -hmm. like ah god can we swing can we make that work with you know our crew Mm -hmm. uh, today so a little bit of anxiety about that and then what was kind of catching me off guard a little bit in the other you know anxiety point was well there actually was a lot of corn still in around this piece you know there was the whole north side was still covered in corn there were some partial corn fields out I think think we should be okay you know and it was going to be cold not knowing if that was going to drive birds you know off to feed sooner Mm -hmm. or keep them in the thermal cover a little bit longer Uh, but yeah we get get oak loaded up and we go meet over there kind of get a semblance of a plan put together but we did get we did have another fellow hunter drop in on a spot that we were going to you know, park at. I'm like, ah, we need to see what that was about. So we went and conferenced with that gentleman who was great, uh, kind of laid us out with what he wanted to do. So we put our two plans together to make sure they weren't going to overlap and butt into each other. Which but. is
0: great guidance for anybody that rolls up to a spot and there's somebody else on part of it, just to be able to stop and say, you know, which direction are you going? Which direction, just from a courtesy and a safety perspective, mm-hmm. just to try to create some logistics that keep everybody happy. For sure.
3: Yeah, that's, I, I, yeah, I can't stress that enough. That's, it's such an easy thing to do. Take a few minutes. And I think oftentimes you're going to find that, um, you know, those individuals are, they got the same motivations and ambitions that we do that day. And a lot of times you can strike up, strike up a, a fun conversation, mm. like like we did with yeah, that he gentleman. Was,
2: he was so much fun to talk to. He was a
3: had a, his puppy out. Yeah,
1: uh, a hundred and forty
2: pound black lab. Yeah, Wait, that Qu- thing was a quote, puppy. quote unquote. Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah. saw it. And yeah. I was like,
1: oh, that's a that's a tank. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> that yeah. was very much a
2: tank of a dog.
3: Yeah. So his expectations for the morning were, you know, do a loop and see a bird, maybe get a shot off, and that was going to check the box. He shot a
0: few times.
3: Yeah, yeah he did he shoot did. a few times.
2: Yeah, I'd love to know what he ended up with.
3: Um, but yeah, then, so we had our plan. We were going to work um, from that spot north in between a couple of wetland basins, kind of use the cattails as our uh, our borders, and work into the wind. And man, we didn't, were, were we 200 yards
0: in before that far, yeah. it yeah. started yeah. to happen? It was quick. Yeah. So it was quick in a uh, track, yellow yep. lab owned by Logan and got birdie and I believe that rooster flushed off a track. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. it was. I was, was down. I was down in the in the hole uh, next to that wetland basin. You keep putting yourself down there, and you, i, I th- I'm, <laughs> I'm beginning to think you like it. <laughs> but bird gets up, bird comes down, and uh, Iowa opener. I don't know. It was probably we weren't in the field right at eight o'clock sharp, which. <laughs> there's there's a little bit of a circus to uh, we we're close. getting the, yeah, yeah it was, it was respectable probably, yeah let's say that bird fell and was in Logan's game vest at eight twelve something yeah. like that and I we were only really two hundred yards away yeah. yep. so it, we were off and running so to speak at that <laughs> point the dogs were running and and then you, Andrew you and I were down towards a wetland and we were getting birds up. Um, but I was, I was having a hard time distinguishing hens and roosters, although they weren't super close at that point.
1: Well, it's that kind of that, that combination of cloud cover with early morning light. Like we had several birds get up like well within range and, and kind of even buzz us. But it was, it was difficult to figure out if that's a young rooster or Mm. if that's a hen because things change depending on like where you're, you're hunting and and, like when an actual broods, you know, show, show up and yeah. And in minnesota we had been encountering some pretty young birds like mm-hmm. even opening weekend people were talking about how some roosters survived today because we didn't like realize there were even roosters until they were far enough away to like, let out right. a safe yeah. cackle um so like you have that in the back of your mind it just kind of makes everything extra like little jumpy or just Mm -hmm. makes you extra safe is what I should say. Yeah,
0: which is totally fine.
1: Yeah. But uh, we were moving birds and we had ducks coming off, you know, the the pond. Mm -hmm. It was it was absolutely beautiful. I mean we kicked up a nice mature Iowa deer. Mm -hmm. Although I'm sure in your guys' opinions there's a cute little guy. To me it was huge. (laughs) Um no, it was it was a
0: beautiful start to the morning. Yeah. And we banked around that first wetland, and there was a lot of bushes there. You would think you some of it was willow, some of it was buckthorn, Buckthorn, right? yep. And um, and and Nate, uh, our social media specialist, who's just been hammering, yeah. he he is. Uh, he missed. We gave him a little grief on episode one because he missed the first rooster out of the bag, on a point at like five yards <laughs> and i don't know that he's missed much since because he dropped a a long shot uh for the second bird of the day uh which which he dropped it uh but as as every bird hunter knows, it wasn't there sitting waiting for us it was running around and well we hoped it didn't get to the cattails but it was running around and i'll let you take it from there because you had the close encounter
1: Yeah, so so I was closest to Nate, and uh, he and his pup were were down there looking for it, and then Baxter and I were kind of following to the general area where we thought it was, and we were right on this line of, like, thick grass with with bushes behind us, but then, like, the cattail sea. It's like, please, please do not have gone in there because that that could be trouble no matter how many labs are in tow. (laughs) Um, And so the dogs are kind of working, working, and, and I looked down. I actually saw the rooster. And so I, I have a gun in one hand, and I try to, like, kind of lunge for it and, like, grab it with, with my right hand. I, I shoot left-handed. And, like, it, like, squeezed through my, my big dumb mitts because I'm wearing, like, these, these big leather, like, they're not choppers, but they feel like yeah. choppers. If you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. And you just feel it just kind of, boop, like, squeeze, they're like, right between my hand, like a slippery bar of soap, and it's just, like, gone. And it's just like, no! But I was excited because it's like, okay, it's right here. Mm-hmm. But then all the dogs and, then it up and everybody showed up, and it wasn't right here. Mm-hmm. Like it was just gone. It's like how how do these little dinosaur birds do this? It's like <laughs> you're cult- you're like a peacock, you're a parrot, and like you're in nothing but drab brown surroundings. Like how can we not find you right now? Um, sure enough, like we're just all. S- standing there is probably like almost five minutes Mm -hmm. just trying to let the dogs do their thing trying to encourage the dogs like no we're we're not kidding there is a bird here somewhere if you look hard enough Mm -hmm. Um, and then Erica just kind of was like I think Baxter has it. <laughs> I'm like, what? I turn around. It's like no more than three feet away from me. Baxter's just like chilling, just like face down. It's like, yeah, it's, it's right here, guys. It's like- and
0: if you place the prop bet on Baxter in Vegas. You want a lot uh, of money. A lot of we, money. We gave Baxter a lot of grief on the last, last episode, and uh, Baxter delivered a no. bird that we thought was not going to make it to the game bag. So that was that was pretty fun. I, that was awesome. Yeah, I, I love that
1: little knucklehead. Um, so that was a, a pretty great way to to get a bird that I think some of us were already lamenting Oh Man, this, mm-hmm. this I thought that lost. bird was
0: gone. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So spirits were high. The day was already a success. It had that that special opener energy.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a it was a a good time. So we rounded that wetland and. I, i'm still down in the hole <laughs> i'm walking through canary grass and i'm just i, I i'm five foot six guys you, you keep putting me down that's that with your irish setters though <laughs> yeah um so we round this wetland and on the skyline i see gitch on point ahead of us in the grass on a hillside kind of silhouetted. I was like, oh, thank God, she's going to bring me out of the hole. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, the downside was I had an absolute gallery watching me approach this bird. And I approached wide because it was relatively thin grass with some thicker grass to my right. I was like, well, I bet you that bird's run off. And I approach a great big arc, nothing, nothing, nothing. I'm going towards her, and I'm going to tap her. So through the training with Mike Weben on the retrieve training, you know, I, I approach her on the right, I tap her on the head, and say okay, and then that releases her and she's doing everything she's supposed to. And I'm making my way to her and I'm I think I even am moving hand off the gun to tap her and the rooster is literally like three feet off her nose and gets up and uh i make a shot that hits it and i think erica you you helped bring that bird to the ground mm-hmm. and uh so yeah i was just super thrilled that she held that for a long time and we had our third bird picture perfect and at that point i got to go back up into the grass and somebody else went down into the hole <laughs> well, wetland was edge. Yep. it was you thank you yep. josh that just doesn't happen though
1: like to see a, a bird dog in, like, in pheasant country, a like proper, like, mm. upper Midwest pheasant country, to actually see a dog, like, clearly visible, like, kind of on a hillside, on point, 60 yards away. And then, like, to be able to watch... Up. like. It was so iconic that I called Baxter over and I took a knee and I just held him. <laughs> so I was like, you're, you're not going to go mess up this one, bud. And so it's like, so we got to like watch you just like, it's like you need walk up music. Well, it was, it, was, it, was like,
0: it was like, oh my God, please be a rooster. Please be a rooster. This is epic. <laughs> it was neat because I think everybody pulled their dogs back. Yep. Yep. And allowed, because Gitch is a younger, short hair, and she's competitive. And she's, I've witnessed it a couple times where she's on point and then another dog comes rolling. And is like, well, if that dog's going to run, I'm going to break point and flush this bird. And she I think she flushed three roosters today that she shouldn't have. She smelt them and should have held point. But that was balanced by a couple of just unbelievable moments that i love you i love you, you're you my dog <laughs> well, and, <laughs> and you, this was one of them you can't expect perfect dog work
1: when you're hunting an imperfect bird like it, it, you just well in
0: the scenario that we're putting mm-hmm. these dogs in mm-hmm. particularly from my perspective putting the pointers in with a mix of pointers and flushers and all these people it's just a really challenging situation for for dogs the funnest, it worked it's out. It's the funnest circus in all the land. Yeah. It is. <laughs> so we put that game, that bird in the bag, and there was another bird holding not very far away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh,
1: we, we basically, so you got out of the hole. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we gave your your... Your short king legs, you know, a break. Um, my short king? <laughs> like st- Burger stay- King? St- stay strong, my short king. Um, so we we did have a Whopper yesterday. We, we, we did. Um, man, those are so good. Shout out to BK Zesty Sauce. I mean, real real quick side note. I mean, folks out there, like, get yourself some onion rings. Like, upgrade from the fries. Get the Zesty Sauce. You're welcome. All right, back to the show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, we, we started pivoting using the cattails as like another hard edge because, you know, pheasants are edge birds and, you know, they just kind of following the tour of the land and, and one just happened to get up right in front of me. Uh, I don't think there were any dogs around. I, I think the rooster road trip guides finally kind of took pity on the fact that uh, I hadn't had too many opportunities yet. And so it was a, kind of a layup of a straightaway shot and, and I connected, which, which just made me very happy because I, I definitely whiffed. Uh, on the first day in Minnesota, on a shot I'd normally take, and I'll get ahead of things here. Later in the day, I would I would not drop a bird that I should have dropped, and like for some reason, it's like I'm shooting low. Like I I need Ooh. to figure this out. Luckily, we got a few more days for me to like really dial in what's going on. Because I I told Nate this, and I was like, oh man, this going not sound like really egotistical and stupid. It's like I don't, but I don't miss many birds. Like I just. I, I don't, and like mm. I when I pull up on a in range, I expect it to drop, mm. and it's almost a shock when it doesn't. And I'm I'm going through it a little bit this year, and I've never had this on the road trip. Mm. So, but but anyway, to get that- I have by the way, I, I know <laughs> that's why I'm that's why I'm looking at you for like words of affirmation. It's like it'll be okay, <laughs> you'll get through this. Like the, <laughs> just keep shooting, the sun will rise. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I so that was my first bird of the road trip, and uh, I was
0: stoked. And so the monkey was off my back, and no matter what happens, we're we're all good. Yeah. So shortly after that came one of Gitch's just absolutely blew up a rooster with a great big tail that um, she should have pointed and didn't. And that bird flew away unscathed. Um, But I love her. (laughs) (laughs) And then you guys, I'm looking at Josh and Erica, you you took the long, you know, you were in the, the wetland edge and you took a long path around. And... I was a long ways away, but this is where, Josh, you can tell the story.
3: Oh, it's painful, though. Um, but there's a redemption <laughs> at the <laughs> yes. end. Yes. No, yeah, we were we were swinging through, uh, just getting it in, kind of of that little kind of island of upland habitat that was tucked in between those wetlands. And I think there were some jokes made earlier. Yeah, Oak was getting birdie at an earlier point as we were swinging, and it's like, oh, man, if, you know, the... The bad thing about being on the end, you know, if depending on that bird, how it gets up and what direction it goes, it's like, it's on you, like you, it's yours, Mm -hmm. it's yours alone, uh, to make happen. And I don't remember who had said it, but I was like, ah, I'm a little nervous about that. And I think it might've been Andrew said, you'll handle the pressure and (laughs) fast forward 75 yards Mm -hmm. and we're swinging around and it's a spot actually that Erica and I just even last year bump some some roosters out of and it is the nastiest gnarliest stuff there's that's gross. there's a bunch of trees that <clears throat> have come down in a, uh, a prescribed fire and mm-hmm. some some cutting that the the DNR did and it's there's a bunch of annual weeds and it's the kind of stuff where you're you take a step and you step on a log mm. and then you try to correct your step and then you you know run into a branch you can't mm-hmm. see that's in knee high waist high grass and it was not very much fun but swinging around and I just feel like we bump birds there a lot Mm -hmm. and Oak was over by me. Baxter was over by me too. They were both getting pretty amped up and this is where I'm going to reach into my bag of excuses. Um, But coming around and big, beautiful rooster. um, I don't know, 10, 15 yard, probably 10 yards. Actually. I hate to say that, but flushes up off of Oak's nose, but it's behind me. It's to my right, a little bit back, and then, yeah, just gave me that beautiful kind of crossing shot. I had to spin around a little bit, but I, three three shots, didn't, hmm. not a BB, not a feather. <laughs> and I don't know, you were probably far enough away that you couldn't hear some of the ex- expletives that came. I heard something. Yeah. I, I heard.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. We, we could hear.
0: <laughs> uh,
3: couldn't believe it. Like, I was so... But there were
0: only three shots? Yeah. <laughs> you sure there weren't more? yeah. Three. Okay. great okay. <laughs> There, if,
3: if I didn't have a plug in the gun, there would have been more. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, maybe the
0: expletive sounded like a shot. <laughs> yeah.
3: It was one of those ones where that, I pulled the trigger in, in my mind, I saw that bird fall. Mm-hmm. And when that bird didn't fall, the second shot was just a panic mm. rush shot. That's the, the worst. And That's the third the worst. shot was yep. just because I had a third shell. Yeah. Gun. <laughs> huh. yep. yeah. Yeah. So that was. We've
0: all been there. Yeah. That, that hurt.
1: That was a cool scene, though. I was kind of up on, like, a a little hill because you're, again, on the outside, kind of pivoting around. So I I could watch. I was watching it all go down. Like, I saw the bird get up, bank beautifully, all that good stuff. I'm not trying to rub, rub this in at all. What I'm saying is... The setting was like a Terry Redland painting. Mm. Like, like no seriously, it's because in the background you had the rolling topography of like the picked egg. You had the wetland with like the beautiful like cattail slew and then you know the, the little line of hunters and the big you know gaudy pterodactyl. Just because it was the, one of the biggest birds I've ever seen. <laughs> it was just like banking <laughs> off. It was it was a really cool moment.
0: And you just needed a husband and wife there admiring the rooster <laughs> in their hands, and you just let the let the job down, Jeff. Oh <laughs> man, it, yeah, it was more like one of those
3: those scenes where they're painting like a deer hunter that's fallen asleep <laughs> and there's a huge buck just standing there looking at him that's that that would be more that's what it felt like to me
0: <laughs> uh, this is this is why you love pheasant hunting though right like oh, these yeah. stories and the the camaraderie and it does add you know a little bit of pressure having a gallery and in, mm-hmm. in a video camera or two but um but being able to share these laughs and kind of yeah, you know what? It's just a bird. You know, you yeah. missed one, big deal. Because there's again a redemption redemption story coming before we get there. Uh, so another cool moment. We wrap around again, and Nate's dog, and Nate had I think he had Maisie in I the think field, so, yeah. and Maisie and Gitch kept trading. Points in honors they would I think and Maisie gets credit for locking up first and then Gitch honored and we walked in front and nothing, and we released both dogs and then they both started point honor point, and then they sort of separated one to the right and one to the left a little bit, yep so you know, obviously Nate followed his dog to the right, I followed mine to the left, and it was. What's the really tall? Is it Fragmites? Yeah, is that fra-
3: yeah it was Fragmites. Fragmites.
0: Match. So it was like, think about cattails only even taller, which isn't much coming from me, but it's tall, <laughs> tall stuff. Right. And uh, get you locked up on point on the edge of canary, which led into canary grass, which led into Fragmites. And I, I took a couple steps in. Rooster gets up climbing over the top of the phragmites boom i shoot and it drops down on the wall of phragmites and i hit it pretty good but it it, from the sense that it, it went down but then immediately and you were just to my right we couldn't see it yep you know it just buried in thick thick grass and so i break through the wall and gitch is going berserk looking for it i presume where it went down and um We can't find it. And it's probably, I don't know, three minutes. Like, bring all the dogs in. Andrew makes a comment about, bring the labs. We need some help. And uh, And we had all the dogs in there running around, running around. And I was looking at my Garmin. And I've learned my lesson, folks. So I've learned this multiple times. So listen to me. I, I watched the Garmin Alpha. And I watched Gitch Run away from where the bird dropped, and first instinct is to call the dog back and put her right back. Like there's a bird in here; it's dead in here. But I break a lot of wings, and I've learned the lesson. Like I just gotta let my dogs trust them, let them go. And Gitch ran away from me, and I watched on the on the screen, and. All the dogs were looking around, and then she locks up on point, and which is a little bit different than normally how how this goes down. So I thought, well, maybe she's got another bird. So I, but I'm, I'm like, you guys keep looking in here. I'm gonna go see what she's pointing, and it's on the end of the Phragmites. It's not a huge patch, but it's big enough where I'm like I'm see. Ya, I gotta go see what's going on. And I didn't know if it was gonna be another rooster or the crippled one and she's pointing this patch of just tangle of grass and I, nothing's busting loose so I tap her on the head and I say get it and she goes in and I hear a, a tussle of like I either just sent my dog in to get sprayed by a skunk <laughs> or she's got it and she came out of that patch of grass with a rooster without any tail feathers left <laughs> um and i was so darn happy the greatest uh probably best moment of the year for me so far because it was one of those where you just don't want to lose a bird mm-hmm. and the bird wasn't where it was supposed to and trusted the dog enough to go recover it and i was just happy chest puffed out like yeah i don't I, I don't even need to shoot another one this is exactly what i wanted so that was wonderful
1: that was so fun to watch it was like also fun just to kind of be a part of the buildup to that moment because i was sandwiched between you and nate so i was like the second shooter right so mm-hmm. i'm just kind of like doing like the sideways like walk you know just the crab walk just like trying to keep my eye on the dog you and the nate just trying to like make sure i'm not in anybody's way but i'm there to like back clean up if needed all of yep. that um but let, let, let's just l- get this out there I'm so tired of people saying like pheasants are no good for pointing dogs. Like, don't do them. Like, like, I. It is so <laughs> dang fun to watch a good pointing dog on a running rooster. Mm. Like, I'm just gonna say, I love it because you think about the quail world. It's like, oh, my dog's on point. Yep, there's my copy. Bang, bang. And like running roosters can be so electrifying in terms of the buildup. It's like oh, dogs on point. You wake up, you walk up. You know, you do your circle. Nothing there. Okay, we know there's something around. Mm-hmm. Like you release them, and then like another time, like you, I mean, get you relocated three different times before yeah. that. That bird was finally pinned and got up. Like that's so much build up and, ex- and yeah. excitement that like. How could you not enjoy that? I, I like, loved and, and it, some yeah. people just like like kind of turn their nose at. it. It's like, oh, it's not good for the dog. It's like, I don't know <laughs> about you. I'm, I'm here. I'm here to have fun. I'm here for the bird, and that's a riot. Yeah. yeah.
0: She, now, granted, like, she blew up three other birds. Whatever. Like, know, <laughs> but it, it was yeah. That was worth years of training to watch her, and and obviously her bloodlines and her breeding, and ah. Uh, that was that was
1: awesome. That footage is going to be killer. So org. just go just hit pause go go see it and then uh, come back. Episode 2. <laughs> All
0: right, and then we proceed to, and now we're walking towards the edge edge of the field and this is where the dive-ins take over cuz the rest of the birds is the the married couple. Yeah. All the way out the final four are you. So the first one, walk us through Erica cuz that was yours.
2: Yeah. Yeah, we were kind of headed um, west, just towards the end of the field. And Trek, Logan's 11-month-old yellow lab, was getting really birdy, I think, in between us. Mm-hmm. Um, you were off to my right, and Logan was off to my left. And yeah, Trek was getting real, real birdy in between us. And all of a sudden, roo- a rooster shot out to your right.
3: It was um, actually between us. Oh, between us? Yep, it okay. swung up high. It kind of
2: arced up behind yeah. us. You popped a shot, I popped one, and then Logan did as well. But And we all got a little bit nervous because it was one of those where it just kind of had one BB probably in the heart, and it did that thing where it's sailing, it's sailing, and all of a sudden it just drops straight out of the sky, um, which was always a little worrisome to watch at first, mm. but then you breathe a sigh of relief once it drops. So beautiful, absolutely beautiful uh, rooster. I think Trek made the retrieve on that one. and Excellent. Yeah, that yeah. was the the big bird of the Biggest the bird indeed. of the trip, I think, so far.
3: Yeah, he was a tough one. We uh, I think we knew we made contact on some of those first shots, but I think... Myself for sure. I think maybe even Logan. Did you shoot? Twi- did you shoot twice?
2: No, I just shot once.
3: I I saw that bird still powering off. I'm like, oh my god, it's be one of those ones where it's just tickled and it's going to just go mm-hmm. on. So I I threw another one at it just because you want to make sure you can get a bird down. And yeah, you could see he was starting to lose elevation at one point. I'm like, I think I think we're going to find that bird.
0: Yeah. So, and then we. Well, we walked to finish out that field. I, I did, I did, I didn't even have a miss. I had an absolute um, vapor lock. <laughs> I had, I had, as they say in hockey, I had the game-winning goal on the puck, uh, the, the puck on my stick with an empty net. Rooster got up right in front of me. I went to hit the safety, and the barrel selector between over and under was in the middle. And I was like, ah! (laughs) That was the sound he made, by the way. (laughs) And and that was the closest, easiest shot of the day, and I didn't get anything. Um, I didn't even squeeze the trigger. (laughs) Your your Iowa limit was in your It was was there, but uh, it didn't happen. Uh, Walked back to the trucks, decided, we're going to go one more spot. Um, Josh, you picked this spot out. And we... (laughs) When, when we pulled up alongside the road, Erica got out of the truck and had to talk uh, talk to us about the spot. So I'll, I'll throw it to you, Erica.
2: Yeah. So when you kind of pull up on the spot, the first thing you see is like, I mean, I don't know, is it 10-foot tall ragweed? Oh, I think
3: it's north of that.
2: Yeah, yeah. So absolutely terrifying if you're thinking about being a hunter who's already walked five miles Trying to bust through ragweed, get your dog through there, and
0: it's um, it's not a little bit. No, it's a I mean, a big... it's as far as the eye can see, because the horizon goes up a hill, and you're like, these people are crazy <laughs> yeah. So I, f- I
2: felt the need to get out and be like, we are not gonna walk through that. We are gonna walk around that and get to the easier cover behind it. So everybody's yeah, just... like,
3: she's gonna like, you gonna have to talk them down right away because yeah. you can. It's the kind of spot where you pull up on, and you could. You can see fear, yeah. you know, in everybody else's eyes. It's like,
0: <laughs> we're just going to stop talking. Most people can smell fear. You could see it. Oh, and yeah. Smell it's it. Just,
3: you can see the whites in everybody's eyes. It's like, oh, God, is that really what we're
0: going to do? But pheasants love it. Well, yeah. so so we, we go through the biggest portion, and then you are like, well, I can't wait any longer.
3: Yep. I'm a glutton for punishment uh, when it comes to that which is why I was happy to you know fill your shoes on the previous spot getting down in the cattails mm. and I just I feel like that's kind of how you just earn it some days you just mm. you got to lean your shoulder in and and just kind of fight through some of that cover and I mean I know some
0: people have a love hate relationship with giant ragweed I love the stuff it's describe it for somebody who doesn't know what you're talking about Giant ragweed, and giant is a legitimate term that describes this appropriately. Yeah, I mean,
3: at the base of this plant, you know, it's it's maybe not quite the size of your or the uh, same girth as your wrist, your wrist, but it's close. And it's a plant that loves moist, kind of disturbed soils, and in this part of the world, you see a lot of that. Um, and I mean, it's like a, I don't know, is it a twelve, fifteen foot tall?
2: Mm-hmm really kind of woody small tree hard
3: yeah <laughs> yeah and it grows it's super dense so i mean you uh in this time of the year it's it's hard it's sharp it's mm-hmm. it's rough on dogs noses it's like
0: walking through sandpaper yeah 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 it, andrew we pull up and andrew and i have done a fair amount of tin, timber doodle hunting together he's like oh it just looks like a great big standard. And popples Just imagine his timber. You're out of your mind it's, it's like This is Bob's Natural Habitat He's It is it. not <laughs> I mean it, it, it looks like Something out of Lord of the Rings yeah. You know When you look at it And it's like there's nothing alive in here. It's just it's sandpaper. This is worse than walking through cactus. It is just giant. Like imagine it, it w- during a winter storm, like things can survive in here. But I don't want to hunt this. <laughs> so we we walk around the edge of this big patch. But then there's a little gap as we go through the rest of it. And and you you're like I'm gonna shoot that gap.
3: Well, if you remember, I tried to get the whole group to go through that. And then there was still a little bit of that, like, oh, the giant ragweed sucks. And it's like, I can't, I I just couldn't, I couldn't walk by it. I'm like, I'll I'll be the, my thought was at least let me push the birds farther to the east out of it. Even in the cover we were working our way Mm -hmm. towards.
0: And here's where folks should take notes. (laughs) <laughs> so you're pushing through and the rest of us are taking the cart the cart path yep very easy walking except for josh yep so the,
3: on my solo mission there and you guys were i think were even all of you loaded up or were you just small talking walking along the edge of the field we were
2: being pretty chill about it yeah
3: yeah and i just oak oak wanted to go too. i could tell yeah. he was he was anxious for some more and uh yeah we it wasn't a big big patch but jumped in and Probably only, man, I don't know, was it sixty yards, seventy-five yards wide? Um, working my way through it, and there were some deer trails, so it wasn't too miserable. But you know, the giant ragweed, when you're walking, y- you know you're in giant ragweed. You know when you've at least gotten stabbed in the face uh, a couple of times with some of those stiff stalks. Mm. And uh, anyway, I was getting probably halfway through it, two-thirds of the way through it, and then oak kind of turned it up a notch or two and started to get me a little bit more excited that I was on the right path and kind of got out into a little clearing. He cut hard uh, to the north and put a rooster up that uh, gave me the nice thing about ragweed is a bird's got to fly kind of straight Mm. up. It's a little bit like, Mm -hmm. you know, duck hunting, like in in the timber. Mm -hmm. Uh, They they got to go up and then they can go away. So I, I had plenty of time. And again, I'm still, I'm in my own head up to this point because of my, my miss earlier. Um, I think somebody actually saw me checking my barrel a couple times to make sure it wasn't bent. So I'm, <laughs> I'm at a low confidence point, but then that, that rooster got up one shot, dropped it. Oak was all over it. Um, and then at this point I'm just, yeah, still walking to the East just to meet up with you guys who were then on the other side of the mm-hmm. ragweed patch and got the one bird and get a little bit closer and then. Oak starts to wind up again, and next thing you know, there was another bird that got up, another rooster, and another. And before I even knew what had really happened, I was holding on to three roosters.
0: In, <laughs> in so you you missed your first three shots on one bird. Yep. And then boom, boom, boom. Iowa limit. Yep. In a matter of, I want to say it was like ninety seconds. It was probably a couple minutes. But it, it it happened really fast. Yeah,
3: it happened Yeah, fast enough that when we were, when the oak had run back to get, um, I think the second one, no, it was the third one. I was walking up to the group and was showing the birds off, and then I pulled the third one out, and I don't know, who was it you? I was like, you have a third bird? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like, like, it was a magic trick. where did <laughs> that one come from? Like, I shot three times. So that's, that's pheasant hunting in a nutshell. Yeah. We can just like that, you know, it's, it's a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. It's like, is Iowa always like
0: this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, this is <laughs> stay out of your blue Keep platers. Keep it on the down low, <laughs> <huh>? <laughs> blue platers. <laughs> so from there, uh, as we're nearing the end of our hunting, um, you know, we, we did hunt this field um to the end we we had a couple of dogs get super birdie uh, my eski older dog nine and a half and um tika nate's dog they were once again trading points and retrieves and um there was a a log buried under grass that uh Esky hit hard and yelped um had me very worried um but um she appears to be just fine so I, I don't know exactly where she hit whether it's her leg front leg back leg um or chest but I will just uh underscore that I am a huge advocate for putting a vest on your bird dog um I think that um you know no matter where esky hit or if your dog's run into barbed wire uh, vests whether it's the shields has a vest um uh cougar it's available through Orvis, Silmar at Gun Dog Supply. Get a vest for your dog. It, it you're, it's. I know that it has helped prevent injuries and save dogs. So, um, Esky's in the truck. Um, I had a pretty big scare, but I think uh, think all is well. So get a vest on your dog, and then, so I walk out of the field to take care of my dog, and then you can take us home from there, Andrew. Because I. I didn't know. I don't know what happened the rest of the way. Well, you
1: didn't miss much, but I missed.
0: Um, so, <laughs> uh,
1: you no. Know, so, like we we heard, uh, you know, the yelps, and it was like two yelps. And mm-hmm. at first, I was like, "Man, was that like a porcupine?" Mm-hmm. It's like we get tangled with like an animal because to have it happen that close to a point, <clears throat> mm-hmm. it's like I wonder if there's like something else like in- right. involved there.
0: Um, and we were on the fence line, and there was rebarred stakes, and there's barbed wire, and ultimately, what it what I know she hit, and it looked like it was charred from a burn. Um, it was a, I, I'd call it a deadhead if you're a fisherman or an angler, you know, and you, you know you don't see it, but it's right underneath the surface, and that's what it was in the grass. And she hit it hard. She yelped and she didn't move and i thought she broke her leg i picked her up and you guys you and nate andrew were like no it was her back leg and ultimately i've felt every joint on all four legs and i think she hit her chest Hmm. i i don't know i'm i'm projecting based on experience and i just if that's the case that that chest protector that you know we're uh, you know I've had some history there i I think that that helped her in this case she she limped a little bit um walking out of the field, but Josh came and checked on me um on because he had his limb and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, checked on me like I, I cut the corner, and by that time she was doing pretty well, which was only a few minutes right
3: yeah, I mean and, we all heard the the yip and that's always just kind of an alarming thing to ever mm-hmm. hear and I looked over, and you could. She was favoring one of her legs, kind of straight away, and you picked her up, and of course, kind of assumed the worst. But by the time, yeah, I met you back over on the edge of the field, walking out, she was. I think she was probably trying to pull you back into the field. Like I, I'm, I'm ready. I think she maybe she got the wind wind knocked out of her. A little scared her, maybe a little bit. But.
0: Yeah, I I don't have instant replay to know exactly. I just know it. That was a really scary sound that she made, and there was. Something that caused her pain, and uh, but she hopped into the truck when we got back to the truck, and I've checked her. At this point, it's three hours since it's happened, and I think everything appears to be good. So,
1: yep, it's so like we're all standing there in the field, and all liking it to like an athlete, like there's that that moment of like oh no mm-hmm. but then like you see him get up and then like when she was like walking out with you that's it's like okay it's like it's kind of like then the crowd applauds like all right we're we're are we're gonna be we're gonna be okay that was kind of like the the sense of like relief from the group it's like okay we're we're walking our own way out mm-hmm. so like that's that's a good sign there um Tika was still on point.
0: <laughs> yeah, true. Because so, we were trading points. <laughs> like, like, so,
1: like, so like all this went on, and then, like, nobody's paying attention to the dogs anymore. Yeah. Like, we're all just walk, dialed in on that. Like, once it's like, okay, I think we can keep going. Like, this, mm-hmm. like this is going to work out. You know, we then, like, turn back the direction we're going, and, like, there's Tika just, like, mm-hmm. still holding point. And so then Nate, myself, and Tika and Baxter, like, Baxter basically took the, the – like her place Eskie's place, place. Yeah. um so they started working this bird that now had a very large large head start yeah um but again it was like a lot of fun like mm-hmm. these two dogs were kind of like on different sides just going up this edge for a long time and mm. like I, I'm sure Erica like I don't think she saw the front of me for like five minutes because I was like walking sideways you know just like yep. staring at at these dogs like we're like you just knew a bird was going to get up. Um, and it went on, and, like, the energy's ramping up, and all of a sudden there's, like, a thicker, like, willow patch. And I even called out to Nate. I'm like, you know that thing's going to get up in this. Like, it's, it's going to happen here. And, and sure enough, like, I positioned myself perfectly, like, to be on the back end of this, this willows and then gets up. It's, it was a cakewalk right to left, kind of right in front of me, no obstruction shot, one shot nothing second shot leg drops Mm. and it's just like no (laughs) no Mm. like no (laughs) why um because like your dog like you're watching your dog work so well and your buddy's dog's working so well but then it's all on you and you just completely like just whiff um like logan said he saw where that bird potentially went down but that thing was like it was still flying it didn't it definitely lost the leg, but it was flying. Mm. Um, but we we went to where Logan last saw it from his vantage point because he's higher up on a hill. Spent a lot of time spinning around, spinning around. I slipped on a deadhead, like mm. and so there was there was stuff all over. Like it was just thick, nasty, um, like cover. But that's where they're gonna mm-hmm. go in if that's even where it went down. Um, we never found it, uh, so that was I think the first lost bird of the trip. And no, we we kept on pushing on, and like after a long time, like I didn't realize it. Nate Nate just kind of looks at me and he goes, "Dude, you 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 gonna be all right? Like you, you you're getting kind of quiet on me here." Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was just like, "Yeah, that one's eating my lunch." And it's just mm-hmm. like that that bird's gonna that that that's got me a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, but I'll I'll get over it. It's just like you work so hard for that moment, and it's just like yeah. just do your damn job like the, the the job you know you should be good
0: at. Yeah, nobody, you know, yeah, we are out here to kill roosters, mm-hmm. to hunt them, bag them, but it's it's not out of malice and when you cripple a bird and you lose it, you feel terrible. Oh yeah. You know, and cuz it didn't work perfectly, you know, the the you know, the shot wasn't crisp. The retrieve didn't happen, you know that it sucks um it's a bit of the reality of life sometimes that's the way things go, and you gotta rebound from it
1: and and rebound we will uh we we moved a, a couple more birds out of out of um the the rest of that walk it was a, it was a huge piece like we we got up to one hill and I looked and I was like, it's still going. Mm. <laughs> it's like I didn't know there were properties like this in Iowa, like <laughs> what um so it was it was. So neat to be able to experience um, um, a new part of the country for me, even mm-hmm. though I know it's it's something you grew up with, Josh, and now this is like home for both of you, uh, Erica and Josh. And um, that's the beauty in, in the road trip is just um, getting to hunt with new people and old friends and experiencing new landscapes. Mm-hmm. Um, there's all these different through lines that combine and, and connect all of us. Um, it's, today was special for me just to kind of get a glimpse into like how they live. Like, mm-hmm. like, like this is like, they're kind of like, this is their backyard. Mm-hmm. so every once in a while stopping and reflecting on that is like, it's kind of cool. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's like, this is their neighborhood almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, to have Erica along for the road trip and to be able to experience her opening day tradition during the chaos of the road trip. Um, was just so unique and so cool i'm so happy that it all worked out i mean nine birds in the bag we got mm-hmm. beautiful snow falling in the background right now it's uh it was a, it was a great great
0: day yeah and so folks listening you know that i think minnesota's roadside count in the southwest is up 101 you know while day two didn't produce you know a ton of birds for us i do think that that's accurate based Mm -hmm. on day one you know and what we both have experienced hunting outside of road trips and in friends and Mm -hmm. bird numbers are for sure up in southwest minnesota and um, a tremendous amount of hunting pressure here in iowa but it's the opener you'd expect that Uh, but for the amount of hours we had in the field um, bird numbers clearly are up here uh, we saw a lot of birds in the amount of time we walked. And that was, again, very beautiful habitat, which having two biologists pick the, <laughs> the spots where we're going to go never hurts. <laughs> All right. As we transition, where are we going from here, Andrew?
1: We're going to stay in Iowa, but nowhere close to where we are now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're heading way west. Uh, so right now we're like north central part of the state. Uh, we're heading to as far west almost as you can go while still being in in, in Iowa so right on that Nebraska border and uh we're going to go explore some IHAP properties if i have my way um because
0: i love that program That's and uh great. i i want to cut my dog loose on it and the snow is still falling mm-hmm. but it it uh, what do you think like maybe a quarter inch accumulation it's starting to stick a little yeah. bit yeah a little bit. um and then from there onto nebraska uh to close out the road trip um i'll ask each of you for kind of the day's highlight uh before we go there i'm gonna have um, andrew mention the rooster road trip membership offer a little bit of housekeeping before then um i want to give a shout out to onyx a sponsor of on the wing podcast if you're listening right now and you go to the Onyx, um, onyxhunt.com or the Onyx app on your phone. Um, use the code PFQF and you can get 20% off your Onyx membership. And Onyx will donate a portion back to Pheasants Forever and Quail Forever's habitat mission. Also, thank you to our rooster road trip. Number 14, 2023, Hunting the Heartland Edition sponsors. Uh, Browning, Federal Ammunition, Rufflin Kennels, Apple Autos, Soundgear Garmin, Yeti, Iris Setter, and Leopold. Thank you very much to those nine sponsors for being a part, riding shotgun with us as the Rooster Road Trip Partners. Andrew, membership offer for Rooster Road Trip followers.
1: Yeah, so go to roosterroadtrip.org and uh, do yourself a favor. Make sure you, you watch actual video episode that accompanies this, this podcast. Uh, you'll be able to see some of that stellar dog work, some of that not-so-stellar shooting, some of that fantastic shooting as well. Um, so check that out. And while you're there, you'll see opportunities uh, to participate in some contests. We're giving away um, some fantastic gear from all of our sponsors throughout the entire uh, on unveiling of all the various rooster road trip content um but you can also join uh renew or extend your membership to pheasants forever or quail forever claim your browning blackout knife it's been getting a lot of use on this trip um, and then you'll automatically be entered to win the Browning Satori 725 Feather that uh, I have been shooting, and trust me, it is uh, the user, not the not the mechanism. <laughs> so the 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 gun is pristine. Um, I actually keep choosing this gun because I love it so yeah, much. You've yeah, you've shot uh, it every it, time. It, it's my go-to. You I, own I, one of these. I, I I do own a Satori. I'm a Satori fan through and yep. through. Um, so you. It's a, it's a fantastic way to be automatically entered to win that gun while up in your membership, getting a free Browning knife out of it. But wait, there's more. <laughs> um, if you want to take an even bigger step up for conservation and, and our mission of, of habitat conservation, consider upgrading to a life member. Uh, right now uh, we're doing a special life member campaign where uh, if you sign up, you'll get a Yeti uh, Loadout Go Box 30. Um, and we'll also throw your hat uh, or your name in the hat for the, the Browning Satori um, so it's a a couple different killer offers um, yeah. for you to take advantage and, and someone out there is going to take home uh, the gun that's getting tripped through the heartland as we speak
0: right Um, um highlights, you know, I mentioned a bunch of them personally you know the, the Gitchy's first point silhouette on the horizon um, her magnificent retrieve on a on a crippled bird uh, i'm just super thankful to have walked out of that field with eski <laughs> um healthy so that's my highlight is just uh, a sense of relief and yeah i had a great morning thrilled to be in iowa but uh darn i love my bird dogs <laughs> and i'm glad uh glad everything's good there andrew what's your highlight for episode two
1: um i mean i love seeing the wiggly little muppet find that mm-hmm. rooster um mm-hmm. that that just warms my my heart um but if, if you're not going to take this as your highlight i will uh being able to sit back and literally take a knee and watch you kind of walk up to a point that's 60 yards away and be able to see your rock solid dog mm-hmm. that entire time and watch that bird get up and yes it's a rooster and yes it drops like Oh man, did I, did I give out a heck of a year <laughs> from the background? That was, that was fun. so fun. You just, there aren't a lot of opportunities to actually see that. Yeah. Um, so that was,
0: that was pretty cool. Cool. Erica.
2: Yeah. Um, I think it was honestly just being able to share kind of our opening tradition mm-hmm. with you guys. I mean, we, In Iowa, we open, you know, a couple weeks later than a lot of other states, so we kind of sit here twiddling our thumbs with anticipation, waiting for Iowa to open, so we're always super anxious to get out there. Um, It's a super special day for us, a lot of energy behind it, so it was just super cool to be on our home turf, have all you guys along there with us, and normally it's, you know, Josh and I get to look back and kind of recount the day, and we have this whole crew that we got to do it with and remember that epic point and remember the retrieves and um yeah just really cool to share it with everybody
3: josh well damn that's (laughs) that's where i was gonna go Mm. um
2: great minds think alike yeah
3: (sighs) although i will say for um bob that point and that that was a beautiful that was a moment of beauty that did happen there but i will speak for logan and myself um I think we both took our safeties off, and we were ready to back you up <laughs> if, if, it was, if it was necessary. So I'm, I'm happy for you in that moment, but I was you know, selfishly a little bit of my like, nah, that bird was in big trouble. Yeah, uh, that,
0: everybody had an opportunity to get ready on that bird. <laughs> um, <laughs> How but can no, your I'm,
2: highlight not be getting your limit within like 90 seconds?
0: Well, I mean –
3: it has to be now (laughs) does it happen that often it's just like it's just like normal he walks through
2: (laughs) it produces he shoots Uh, he he has his birds
3: yeah my I mean I'll that was exciting and especially probably made more rewarding after a pretty ugly miss you know on my on my end so that was neat to see um, that kind of come together just like it did and again that's why everybody loves pheasant hunting you can be have an empty vest and then yeah Yeah. two minutes later um in a whirlwind of good dog work and some decent shooting I I scratch out a limit on the opener that's (laughs) that's pretty dang exciting but I I'll double down on what what Erica said I think uh and that's what my highlight was going to be until she uh swiped it from me but just to be able to share um you know something that we love so much with coworkers and friends and and that's honestly some of the stuff we like the most is I'd rather bring people out and have them experience a new area or if they're new to hunting and just see other people shoulder the gun and see their dogs work and put a bird in the vest. That's, that's pretty special.
0: Well, thank you for sharing your special opening day traditions and this special place with us. It has been tremendous morning. Um, It's beautiful. And, you know, one more time, just your inspiration, Erica, you know, being out there Just doing something you love, you know, five and a half months pregnant, just absolutely not missing a beat. And it just, it feels like this is perfect. It's right.
2: It'll be fun, I feel like, to look back and know that we were carrying our little human along with us. And in future years, they'll be able to watch, you know, hopefully, so...
0: Yeah. Super cool. Pretty cool. Yeah, just
3: and we've got more adventures planned this, this fall, so we'll see if you still fit into your uh, ice fishing suit here.
2: At some point, you're going to have to break cattails for me. Like, when I get big enough, like, there's – you're gonna have to help me out. I feel like, but I'm still, I'm still I wish I carrying could my own weight for that.
0: Sometimes, you know, like <laughs> I'm just feeling a little preggers, folks. Can <laughs> somebody else break? See, I was the first one to use that excuse. Not <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I might try that tomorrow. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll get some more BK in you and, and see yeah. what happens. I'm gonna wear yellow tights <laughs> and with that visual. <laughs> All right, folks. Thank you very much for listening. Please go. Go to org. check out the videos, the photo galleries, and of course the podcast. Thank you for listening, and uh, I'm reminding you to always follow the dog. Something good will rise. Thanks, folks.